If you're ready to create more wealth and success in your life than ever before, this podcast is for you. Robert Allen, New York Times bestselling author and real estate investing expert, has helped thousands of people learn how to accumulate wealth and multiply it quickly through real estate investing. If you're ready to move forward faster and create the wealth you've always dreamed about, then we have exactly what you need on No Money Down with Robert Allen. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Creating Wealth. And we have our amazing mentor, Robert Allen. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Marjorie. Yeah. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about some scary type of properties. Uh, I feel like some people are scared of pre-foreclosures. Uh, so first of all, what's a pre-foreclosed home? Look, foreclosure goes through a lot of cycles before a property would be lost to foreclosure. That's kind of scary for anybody to have lost a property foreclosure. I, that's actually happened to me. I mean, I know what it's like over a period of time. You you end up with challenging situations that you have to, you know, you have to, to move through. So there's a mortgage. When you get a mortgage, you sign two documents. You sign a, a note, I owe you this amount of money. And the second is a, uh, a, a collateral agreement. That means I owe you this money and if I don't pay it back to you, you can take the collateral. The collateral is the security that you get for the loan. And so how many millions of people get mortgages every year? Millions of people get mortgages every year. Last year, there were 5 million properties that were sold. Oh, wow. You know, So that's a lot of property. And so uh, some of those properties are going to have people who have problems and they're going to, for whatever reason, stop making those monthly payments. Okay, so let's, let, let me give you the example. What, what happened in COVID 2020 when COVID was announced and it was obviously that it was going to be a serious problem for a couple of years, still coming out of it, basically. Uh, the government said you can't foreclose on people. Now, there are actually legal rules. I'm just generally roughly talking about the fact that people didn't make their monthly payments. And because of COVID, the government says you must forbear. You, must, you, can't, you can't chase after these people. You got to give them a little room. Well, guess how many properties went delinquent in, the, in COVID? Millions of properties went delinquent. Millions. And we're just barely coming out of, that, of realizing that these people, now the properties are going up in value, so maybe they're turning around and selling and paying off their, their back mortgage payments. But some people moved out of their houses. And some people, I mean, it was just a total, complete mess. It was horrific. Well, as a real estate investor, if you had a lot of properties and people stopped paying, pay, paying rent on your houses, that would be ter terrible. And the banks couldn't foreclose on you. And uh, anyway, what I'm trying to say is it was a mess. And that's good if you're an investor, because you got to say, what if I became the expert who could show people how to how I could deal with the bank and get the bank to maybe not take all that interest that they were owed? Maybe maybe I could find a property that was owned by a seller and they got upside down on their property. And they're, they're, but what if I went to the bank and I said to the bank, I'll only pay you, you know, X amount for the property. I won't pay you all the back interest, but, uh, and then you go to the seller and you say to the seller, why don't you just sell it to me? I mean, I'll just take it off your hands. And therefore you're negotiating with the bank to end up for lowering the mortgage payments so that you end up with a profit. Whereas 
In a normal circumstance, it would go to a foreclosure sale. The sale would sell to the highest bidder. And that's one way to, to do it, but to, to, to do it pre-foreclosure, that means before it's been noticed on the county courthouse, before it's gone through all the 90 days worth of uh, the period of time that you get. Some, some Most states are in 90 days. Sometimes it could be a little bit longer. But what I'm trying to say is there's a huge opportunity here, huge. So what are the stages of foreclosure? There's pre-foreclosure. That means nobody knows. Nobody knows. The bank knows, but they haven't told anybody yet. You know, but you don't want to tell anybody that you're behind your payments. So, so nobody knows. So then as soon as everybody knows, that means it's going to be filed at the county courthouse. It's still pre-foreclosure, but not pre-pre-foreclosure. <laughs> the first one is pre-pre-foreclosure. When it's noticed and everybody knows, then there's a whole list of people that are, it is created at the county courthouse and the companies go in and they scan, they collect all that data from all the foreclosures and they put them into lists of people that you can buy, you can rent, you can actually send a letter to those lists of people and therefore you can go until the, until the actual delinquency date is expired. Delinquency means that's the day you were late in your, your payment. Usually you'll have 90 days from the first delinquent date. Then, then they file a, file a foreclosure and, and, uh, then there's a, there's a, you, sometimes they can take it after 90 days. Usually they don't, especially with COVID, the government wouldn't, wouldn't let them. So it just like it messed up this whole system of foreclosure. And then, then, then at the sale is the day when the property is sold to somebody else who, has the cash to buy it. And they're going to bid with probably the bank. The bank is going to be the one that's technically selling the property because you signed a collateral agreement telling them if you didn't make your payments, the bank could take it back. So 90 days later, the bank says, here we are. We're going to take it back. We're going to put it on for sale. And whoever shows up at the sale will, will bid. You know, there might be some a bidding war going on. If so, we might accept their offer. We might not. You know, maybe maybe it's a three hundred thousand dollar property, and the mortgage is delinquent by a hundred thousand dollars, and and uh, somebody offers two seventy five, and maybe the bank goes, "No, we're not going to take a big loss like that. We're just gonna we're just gonna sell it ourselves. We're gonna." But usually, the banks at the foreclosure sale usually like to get rid of it. They want to just cut their losses as quickly as possible and move on. So, at the delinquency date is another time when you can win. And I would challenge you as if you're listening from uh, as a beginner, I would find out when there's a foreclosure sale. Go there. Watch it. Watch who's buying, how they're buying. Watch how they're bidding. These people have money and they might have money to buy a property that you find pre-foreclosure. Maybe you find a property that they don't even know about because it hasn't been noticed in the county records yet. So you find out that the seller is upside down big time. The bank is not happy, but has been has been slow in proceeding in the foreclosures because of because of COVID. So so you find out, and the seller says, "I need I need out from underneath this thing. It's killing my credit. It's ruining my marriage. You know, get me out of this thing. You know." And you go, "What are you willing to take?" And you, they say, "Well, the property's worth three hundred, but I've." I'm upside down 100 grand. You know, the, the mortgage has been, I haven't paid the mortgage for three years, you know. And uh, the bank has not been able to take it from me yet. Well, what would you take? You know, I would take, would you, would you take 300? Would you take 275? Mm -hmm. Would you take 
a little bit less and actually pay me some money if I solve the problem for you. Give me 10 grand. Yeah. All this is all you negotiation. Can make so many negotiations right there. So many yeah. deals. This is all. So you're all just throwing out ideas, and they'll come back with the ones they like, and the ones they don't, they're gonna say heck no. But anyway, now now you go to the bank and you go, I'd like to pay this thing off. Yeah. Will you take two seventy five? You get rid of this thing. You don't want to go to the foreclosure. That's going to be another ninety days. Let's go look about on your books. Why don't you take two seventy five right now, and then you take the bank's money and pay them off, and then you. Then you own it if it's worth 300, 325, 350. Or sometimes you don't even own, need to own the property. You just need to own an agreement to be able to buy the property from a pre-foreclosed person. Now, the, the next way, place to make money is in after the foreclosure. Usually the time up till, up till the last year, usually almost all the properties that are foreclosure sale went back to the bank. Yeah, a vast majority. Every once in a while, a guy or gal with cash comes and they'll just steal something big time. But if a bank's involved, you know, usually they're going to put it at a price that makes them not losing too badly. And they don't accept some of these offers that are, that are made. And therefore, the property goes back to the bank. Well, now it's even better because now the bank doesn't want it. So can you negotiate a, a better deal with me, Mr. Banker, Mrs. Banker? Can you give me a lower lower mortgage uh, interest rate? Can you give me a lower down payment? I uh, tell you what, give me one of your real bad properties, and I'll take this one too, and I'll solve a problem. I'll solve two problems for you. In other words, you, now you're negotiating with the bank. And the funny thing is that you just turned the bank by waiting on that period um, in order to buy it. You just made the bank be a don't wanter. That's right. The so, bank becomes a don't wanter. And, awesome. uh, good languaging. <laughs> there you go, Marjorie. Yeah, the bank becomes a don't wanter. Now. Uh, some some people become experts in each of these four stages. And so I would recommend as part of your learning that you do research on all four stages. So how do you find somebody who is delinquent in their mortgage, but nobody knows it yet? Is there like a database? Well, or maybe it's some advertising that you do. Oh. Yeah, maybe you go, maybe you run a Facebook ad or you do some social media. You just I, just, I just wrote a book. And it's called How to Get the Bank Off Your Back So You Can Sell This Property. So you can sell your sell your underwater property. Is your, is your property underwater? Do you owe more than what it's worth? I'll buy it from you. Call me. Or here's a down, here's a little free book I wrote, wrote about it, where you basically explain what you're doing and what you're looking for. And therefore, you become an expert in people who have not yet been notified, they have not notified the public county, county courthouse that these things are. Now, now, when it comes to the county courthouse, when it's the first day that that's noticed, you can be there on that day because every day it happens. Every day, somebody files a notice of default every day. There are hundreds of people every day. Okay. Yeah, hundreds. Now, it's gotten less and less because we're in a seller's market. And so there are people are you know, trying to sell it before it gets to foreclosure. But still they're behind and a lot of people don't know what they're doing and they don't know what to do. And therefore a letter from you said, hey, I'm here to help solve your problem. If, if people have been trying to beat you down to the, to the nothing, I'm here to make sure you come out and it's a win-win. And maybe that letter just touches them in such a way they go, yeah, I don't wanna be, I don't wanna walk away with nothing. Is there a way that I can walk away with something? Uh, and therefore the letter of what you write, you become an expert in how you communicate with people who are now notified or how, who are now noticing 
uh, being noticed that their property's in delinquency. Become an expert in that. How many people, how many properties you need to buy a year? Two? You can do that. Or maybe you buy one a month, you know, but so that the more expert you become, the more you do. Then you're going to come to that. That's a 90 day period of time, anywhere in there. Then at the sale, how do you take advantage on the sale? You'll be one of the very few that'll actually buy a property on a foreclosure sale because you know the deal will be so good you'd be crazy not to. <laughs> so therefore, you got to raise the money. You got to find the money before you go to that sale. Not only are you finding deals, but you're finding money. And if you can find the money, you show up at that sale. Maybe nobody shows up that day. Maybe the person uh, already spent their money, you know, and there was one of the ones that was later on. It's kind of like the NFL draft. Somebody already took the, the property you wanted, but they, the, they the, later on in the draft, you were able to get the, the person you really wanted, right? <laughs> so you become an expert in that, that uh, scenario, and then you become an expert in the after the foreclosure sale scenario, or you do them all four and you figure whichever one comes first, you know? You're always looking for the, for the foreclosure opportunity. I'm just telling you that that because of COVID, it really messed up a very efficient system. And now the properties are coming back on the market. Foreclosures are going to start flooding. They're going to flood. You're going to see lots of them. However, because of it's a hotter market, you're going to find them getting sucked up in probably one of the other stages of the foreclosure cycle. You've so got to be one of those people. Exactly. Those exactly. Yeah. The properties are probably not going to make it to the 90 days. So you got to be focusing on how do I find them before the 90 days happens. And, um, and then eventually a lot, the flood of these properties will start flooding onto the marketplace. I'll bet you there's m several million foreclosures oh, wow. that are going to get down on the market. That's going to help with supply. Supply would mean the investors are going to kind of get satiated and, and therefore, it might help lower the demand and therefore it would kind of stop, soften up the real estate market. That's There's all kinds of reasons why the market goes up and down. But anyway, um, foreclosures, serious money to be made there. Become an expert in it. Know more about foreclosures than anybody on the planet and then go do it. And from what I'm hearing, uh, the main reason why all of these houses are way lower prices, the regular houses that you see listed on the MLS and things like that, is because it's actually a house that had a seller with a problem, yeah. which is exactly right. what we're looking for. Yeah. So um, what are some of the risks that you would encounter when you buy a pre-foreclosure house? Well, one thing you will encounter is if a person declares bankruptcy in the middle of the foreclosure, they will stall the foreclosure. So suppose you've been a lot of time, a lot of money, well, maybe not a whole lot of money, but you have a lot of time investing, finding the right deal, and then you just get close to when the foreclosure happens and they file bankruptcy. Now that can't last forever. I mean, they'll have to, you know, but it just slows it down several months, maybe a year before you can actually get into it, uh, get through the, for the, 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 uh, the bankruptcy option. Um, all the same things come, come true about buying any property. You want to inspect it. You want to make sure that it's subject to your inspection of the property before you actually buy it for you. You can write an offer to buy it, but it's subject to, and, Never want to buy a property without subject to's, such as subject to the approval of my partner. Who's your partner? Whoever you can drag off the street to, <laughs> to walk into the house with you and tell you not to buy it. <laughs> I mean, a second pair of eyes is always helpful. Like even if it's totally. your spouse, even Absolutely. if it's your best friend, even if it's your mom because you're just right out of college, that's okay. Always get a second pair of eyes, I would say. Um, um, it, it, it just takes more. It's more time and more hassle. A little bit more risk, 
But if the property value is, if it's way below the market, you know, that's what you, that's what an entrepreneur does. They buy wholesale, they sell retail. So that's, you know, just become an expert in that. And most people don't because they they don't have the money to do it. And they their their credit might be sucking at the same time as the person they're finding in property. They didn't understand what it's like. And so could you buy a property when your own house was in foreclosure? Yeah, of course you could. Of course you could. You if your house is underwater and you want to go find somebody else's house and make some profit from it so you can save your own house. You know, uh, most people would never do that. But the point is, there's always a way. There's always a way to 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 solve your own personal financial circumstances right. by buying and flipping, wholesaling real estate. You don't even need to. It doesn't even need to be your money. It doesn't need to be your credit. I've always said, if you don't have it, somebody does, and that somebody can fill in with their financial strengths where you are financially weak. So if you don't have a down payment, somebody does. They're looking for it. Their money's sitting in the bank right now waiting. Somebody does have a good credit. Your credit sucks. Somebody has great credit. They love they love credit. They've spent years perfecting yeah, it, and they're never going to lose it. Uh, some If your income is terrible, somebody has great credit or great cash flow. Why don't you use their cash flow? What, suppose you buy a property, and it is under underwater, and, and the market is so that you can't rent it out to be, get enough cash flow to make the mortgage payments, you know? And and that's that's not a good deal for a real estate investor. But suppose your plan was to do some fix-up so it increases its value and adding more income, and therefore, but you don't have the money to make the mortgage payments. You don't have the money to make the negative cash flow while it's being fixed up. Somebody will come in and be your partner with you. But why would, why would that be more, more today than any time in history? We have more people who are wanting to buy real estate Having learned from the disaster of 2008, learned how to be smarter now, they've got the cash, they're looking for ways to invest their money, their money is sitting in a bank at one half of 1%, which means that every single month, their money is losing 8%. Their, their money is literally just being destroyed by inflation. But they're only earning a half a percent on their money at the bank. This is, this, this is crazy. So you got to get your money out there working for you. That's right. And it's amazing that uh, how you mentioned with pre-foreclosure houses, even if your house is almost being pre-foreclosed, pre -foreclosed, you can still save your house by buying another one. Yeah. Yeah, people say, well, what's the probability <laughs> of that? Well, the probability of zero if you don't try. That's right. And yeah, then again, it comes to being creative. There's so many ways for you to be successful out there, even if you're not in the most optimal situations you can always flip it around and it makes that's right and that's what creative finance is all about that's why we call that's it creating wealth <laughs> with real estate it's creating creating creative wealth it's creative wealth with real estate that's right by flipping your circumstances and making profit out of there it. you go <laughs> thank you so much again yeah. robert and thank you to our audience and we're gonna see you on our next episode bye bye, -bye.